I am recording. <laughs> I wasn't, but I am now. I ah. I am also recording on March 9th, 2021. This is going to be the... Wow, why isn't it coming up on my phone? Huh. The 130... Wait, no. Wow, we are way past... What is the going on? The fuck it, on? who cares episode of the... Quarantine cast sponsored by Voluntary Viewing. What is going on with Apple Podcasts? This thing is in disarray. 237th episode of the Quarantine Cast. There we go. My apologies. Pretty sure it's 238. What the fuck, Apple? <laughs> you told me yesterday it was 237. That's right. Yeah, yesterday was 237. Hi, I'm Andrew, and I'm taking over the show. Welcome to the 238th episode of the Quarantine Cast presented by voluntary viewing yeah are you taking over the show hit, hit us up what are we doing what's the haps i mean this is the quarantine cast this is this is the episode where we bullshit and do mm. tier lists and talk about fun things in the news or sad things in the news or aggravating things in the news so you guys know how the scooby-doo gang is mystery incorporated yes Mm-hmm. What's that business model look like? I don't think they're a business. I'm fucking hot take here. In the live action movies, Mystery Incorporated uh-huh. is definitely a business. They are right. They are literally an incorporation of a company that solves mysteries for people and gets paid. And as a yes. result, they can afford a bunch of cool gadgets and uh, headquarters and stuff like that. In the original cartoon, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like, uh, is it Daphne's parents are really rich, and they're and they're basically just dicking around and traveling around in a van, solving mysteries, and as like a tongue-in-cheek thing, call themselves Mystery Incorporated. So they're committing fraud. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's a crime to they're, pretend they're not, that you're... They're not being contracted or paid to do any of these yeah, things. exactly. Uh, I don't even... I'm, I would not be surprised if they do, but I don't have any memory of the original Scooby-Doo cartoons. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, of, of them calling like, themselves all? Oh, Mystery no. Inc. during the original cartoons. They, they might yeah, have. They do. Oh, I, yeah, I just do. don't remember that. Okay. It's like painted on the side of the Mystery Machine. I thought I thought the, I thought it just said Mystery Machine. I'm pretty sure it also says Mystery. I don't know, but yeah, they also definitely call themselves Mystery Incorporated. I, I know that one for a fact. At points, they say Mystery okay. Inc. is here to help okay. you and stuff. Yeah, the, the van definitely says the Mystery Machine. Oh, they were, it just uh, has its on name on the side. Yeah, it was like the sign. I, I think know. so. Anyway, at the very least, they definitely okay. do refer to themselves. But I think yeah, it's like a club name, and I don't think it's illegal to call yourself. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want with incorporated on it we don't pay not... taxes for being the voluntary viewing podcast oh yeah we could call ourselves voluntary incorporated right and it wouldn't be fraud. i think so yeah but yeah like lucas in the original cartoons they weren't like setting out to solve mysteries they just were doing things traveling around having fun going to different places mm-hmm. and then always falling upon new mysteries to solve and and realized although in the first yeah. episode which i believe was the black the black knight the dark knight something I think yeah it was black knight, they were i think they were in the mystery machine <laughs> and stuff so like we catch them there's no origin story we catch them mm-hmm. 
already in the thick of it where they've realized because yeah assumedly they just drove around in a nondescript van for a while hanging out and then slowly realized hey guys a lot of the places we go there's mysteries afoot and we solve them and then yeah like branded it mis the mystery machine became mystery incorporated even though yeah they still were always just like driving somewhere else and then the mystery machine would break down and it would go like so, I have a theory. I, I okay. have a theory. Because we never see at the end of, you know, that first episode, there's no origin story where they go, Wow, gang, looks like we're pretty good at this mystery solving thing. We should be doing this from now on. Or anything like that. They never, they never talk about how it's a thing that they do. I think that they did not at one point have just a nondescript van and decide that they are, you know, the mystery incorporated. I think they found the mystery machine. And it oh. has always was and always will be the mystery machine. And them driving it around the country is what causes is them to in? fall upon <laughs> these okay. mysteries. I think so the, the mystery machine is maybe cursed. Alive, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the, the mystery machine is it's not of this world. You've basically created a uh, Santa Claus-esque with Tim Allen story where whoever, yeah, finds the mystery machine, assumedly abandoned because its previous tenants were killed by a, a raging psychopath who's trying to scare everyone away mm -hmm. uh, from real estate so they could buy it at low prices and then just decided, one of them snapped and decided, I'm going to just kill them all and... And then they abandon the mystery machine, and if you find it, it will have its keys in the ignition. Mm -hmm. and, and it will take it, the form of whatever is the form yeah. of transportation of that day. Oh, God, yeah. that's even more terrifying. At one point, the mystery machine was like a covered a wagon. Carriage, yeah. yeah, at one point, it was like this, a boat. Is this like a multiverse totem situation? Every reality, a mystery incorporated, and that's just... I don't know if every reality needs... I, I don't know if it's every reality or if this is just from another reality. The mystery <laughs> machine, however, is very powerful. Right? No, I'm imagining the Phoenicians, like the Phoenician Mystery Inc. with fucking, you know, a wooden primitive boat, like, traveling around the Mediterranean Sea, solving mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. And then at one point, yeah, it became like a steamliner heading for America... Which, yeah, then became a horse and buggy, which then became, you know, a, a Model T, and then, yeah, a hippie van uh, as the, the Scooby gang stumbled upon it. Uh, this sounds damn. like a Stephen King novel. Why is it still, why is it still a, a hippie van, would you say? Like, why, why is it not a Tesla at this point? Be, because it's yeah. still the same gang that... Uh, uh, oh, they're still it's, alive it's and they haven't aged? Yeah. The mystery machine is very it's one powerful. one of the blessings and curses of taking up the mystery incorporated mantle. Mm. Or it's it's possible that uh, the different iterations of Scooby-Doo, the different TV shows, are all different universes. Where they find the mystery machine at different points. But they all... The mystery machine in all of them is... A hippie van from the 60s. Maybe maybe like 40 or 50 years isn't a long enough period of time for it to change what it is. As long as we're driving cars, maybe it'll just be a hippie van. And 
in 200 but, years, the mystery machine will be like a flying bus or something. But there was 40 to 50 years of cars before the hippie van came around. So what What prompted the change? The, the 70s, man. What? The 70s, notorious for being just overwhelmingly uh, in- ingenuitive in creating new automobiles. Look, like we said, Mystery Machine, very powerful. It's aware of all of time and space. It knew it peaked with the with the hippie van design. That was as good as it was going to get. I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of, yeah, like this, the theory that usually the, the, the teenagers that stumble upon the Mystery Machine last months before, <laughs> before one of the people that they're chasing uh, gets fucking iced. Or, or decides to, yeah, ice them all and take them out yep. once and for all. Uh, and that uh, Fred, Velma, Shaggy, Scooby, and Daphne are just really fucking good at <laughs> this job. They are, like, peak mystery solvers. So, yeah, the mystery machine doesn't change until they die. And they just haven't died yet. And <laughs> the mystery machine is, yeah, keeping them young uh, through dark magic shit that yeah. makes the mystery machine work. And uh, and also like kind of erasing their memories and recreating it so that yeah like their it's, birth it's a warping dates, reality yeah, nobody keeps, nobody can notice uh-huh. this happening yeah it keeps going further and further backwards like when they started they were all born in the early fifties as baby boomers and now yeah they're like coming up on zoomers like they're I and they and they fit in with the the generation around them Daphne's totally a TikTok influencer now and absolutely Velma's big into nuclear physics and green energy and and shaggy's still a stoner yeah shaggy <laughs> hasn't changed at all shaggy's immune from from the dark magic actually other than the aging fred thing. seems like fred definitely seems like a get up and grind kind of guy like yeah. hustling every mm-hmm. day Fit- yeah. i wouldn't this influencer i wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if the spirit of shaggy that is possessing shaggy like isn't something else that got brought along by the mystery machine <laughs> Holy shit. Have you guys ever read that uh, creepypasta about... There's some, like, Aboriginal... Or not, I mean, Aboriginal, I think, is appropriate, but uh, Canadian uh, Native Native American um, legend of a thing that, like, sneaks into a group of people and, like, you kind of just don't notice because there's, like, a group of... Like, a group of eight mm-hmm. or nine friends. And then all of a sudden you kind of realize, like, wait, there was a tenth person here for a while and like they don't do anything they're just there and that and you don't realize until afterwards like holy shit there was a creature amongst us sort of thing that was just kind of hanging out you know it's like that yeah like shaggy is one of those creatures that mm-hmm. like originally yeah it was just fred velma uh daphne and scooby and shaggy appeared and yeah as part of the magic thing None of them really realized that Shaggy was not originally part of their friend group. <laughs> and Shaggy is, yeah, kind of ageless and forever trapped as a 60s, 70s stoner, even in the year For as powerful as the Mystery Machine is, we cannot comprehend Shaggy's power. Bringing that <laughs> meme back. That was a weird one. Matthew Lillard. Poor guy. That, that dude has got kids. Like, he needs the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I no, I don't think he does. He's a very successful TV actor. Like, he's 
he's a very he gets really solid roles and knowing what those pay like he is 100% doing fine for himself is he a a-list actor no but is he totally pulling down a livable or, or moving very comfortably off of his acting money yeah uh, before we totally lose the thread did any episodes or situations in scooby-doo legitimately scare you guys as a kid because I'll comp to saying that the episode with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, when it opens with him just hiding in the back of the mystery machine, that freaks me out. That freaked me out as a kid learning that there could just be a psychopath in the back of a car. Yeah, no, I I think for me, yeah, that was haunting in Connecticut. There's a scene where like this, they're driving in a car and yeah, they, you like look in the rearview mirror and there's just a dead corpse thing <laughs> monster in the back. And then, of course, they're like, ah, they turn around and they're not there. And yeah, yeah, that's fucking creepy, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> or uh, GTA Five. <laughs> yeah. Where Michael. Very different, inter- very different, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, hold on. Oh, it was a no sleep story originally, the one that I was thinking of with Shaggy. Um, I'm camping with a group of friends for the first time in the forest. The, what is it? The girl who left to get firework. Farwood is not the same girl who came back. No, that's not it either. Never mind. I don't know nah. what that monster is, but I need to find it because it's fucking creepy. No, it's Among Us. Yeah, and they just hang out. They don't even hurt you. They just kind of like vibe for a little bit. Yeah. Have you guys heard Among of Us this? is chill. No, I was I was just joking around. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's yeah, what it is literally. And they'll like do stuff. Like they'll like if you're all eating hot dogs, it'll like eat a hot dog with you to like fit in. But it doesn't really talk. Yeah, it's just kind of vibing and, like, mm-hmm. fitting in with humans. And it's very much not human. Like, it's always established that then it splits. When you, when it, when you notice it, it's gone already. And then, yeah, like, creepy shit starts to happen. Yeah. Andrew, did you have That's any fun. Scooby-Doo episodes that creeped you out as a kid? Not really. Okay. Oh. That's fair. I guess I'm just that was going to give me... Thought I was gonna buy some time <laughs> to do more research into this monster. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I don't. I don't think there's ever any episodes of Scooby Doo that scared me. I mean, Scooby Doo is not really designed to be scary. It's more designed to be wacky, with like I, the backdrop of like, ooh, they are scared. Like you, as the audience, aren't really supposed to be scared by what's happening. No, it Scooby Doo is simultaneously a great introduction to uh, for kids to detective and uh, detective fiction and horror yeah like, was... i think it's one of those things though like they can't actually make it scary because it's for kids like like bona fide children you you can't just like have like legitimate horror shit going on and scaring these kids otherwise they'll all end up like ryan I... um some some of those zombies those designs a little bit like those are those are actual dead people moving around. Yeah, I'd say Zombie Island might be the scariest of all the Scooby-Doo content. Also, still Ooh, my favorite. He's got yeah, it. He's got it. Yeah. It is a part of uh, Skinwalker Legends. Oh. Which are, if you've heard huh. of Skinwalkers, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Just fuck all that. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Skinwalkers are body snatchers, right? Uh, kind of, but they're more, like, they can take the form of a lot of shit. Like, they can mm. be, yeah, like, a deer, or a wolf, or uh, anything like that. Like, they're, and, yeah, humans and stuff like that. And it one of the parts of, yeah, Skinwalker Legends, which is, yeah, descended from, I believe it's more, like, northern 
Native American tribes is uh, that, yeah, they sometimes just blend in with a group of people and like kind of a spell comes over all the people and they don't realize it until the skinwalker is left. What that like, wait, why there was an extra person here? Like, oh, I thought you knew them. No, I, I thought you knew them. Like, and then it's just it's just a perpetual state of we're all a little high out in the middle of the woods and nobody knows who's each other's friends are. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, and like, who do you know here? Like, I'm with John. Like, John, is this guy with you? No, no, I said I was with Lacey. No, like, Lace, Lacey doesn't know you. No, I, I'm with Eric. You, you guys keep mishearing me. I'm, I'm with Freddy. Once again, they don't really talk or, like, do much. And, and it's like a, a social thing always happens where everyone kind of assumes that like someone else knows that person and that that person belongs until after the fact and it becomes really fucking creepy who was that random person we're in the middle of nowhere why why did they like infiltrate our group and how did they do it so successfully with none of us saying shit sort of thing so yeah fucking creepy i had that happen uh repressed memory time as happens a lot where um Back in, was it 2007, 2008, the big floods in Wisconsin that mm-hmm. like tore up everything because there was a fuck ton of rain and uh, Lake Delton, which is near my house, uh, drained. Um, so then uh, after the breach was repaired, um, everyone kind of banded together uh, for a cleanup effort where like, because it was just a lake bed, you could walk out on it. Uh, you know, everyone would be like, all right, let's bring it back better than ever. We'll pick up a bunch of litter and everything that was probably tossed and everything like that. And um, we were at one site, and it was me, my mom, I think my brother and sister, uh, one of my friends and his mom, who was also like knew my mom and stuff like that. And, you know, we were at that site. There was a few people there. You know, we were all cleaning up and everything. And then we left because we were going to another site. And this guy was in the car, and we didn't know him. And, I, you know, we all assumed that he was my friend's mom's uh someone that she knew and like we they were we were like talking and stuff and hanging out and then when we got back he was like all right thanks for the ride everyone and walked away and neither no one knew him <laughs> like the my friend's mom was like wait i thought you knew him jill my mom's name and then she was like wait i thought that you knew her or knew him and like yeah he was he was a politician he was running against tammy baldwin I think in the primary, I don't remember who was the primary or the actual general election, because Tammy Baldwin was the district yeah. representative for the Dells and everything. So yeah, he was like, it was like a weird campaigning thing, and he just kind of hung out, and Dude, we all you... let him because we didn't know. The fucking government's <laughs> run by a bunch of skinwalkers. <laughs> I tried to do some digging to figure out who it was. I wonder if... And now that I remember, I want you to start that fucking conspiracy online. I want you to find this dude and muddle his political life. Yeah, yo, this dude's a fucking Native American spirit. I don't know if he's a skinwalker, (laughs) but it's what that reminds me of. Is that everyone was like assuming? I'll I'll say this, Ryan. I know he's not a skinwalker. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. In 2008, she defeated Peter Theron, 69 to 31. Uh, in the general, let's see who that is. That might be him. No, Connecticut? Born in Connecticut? That might be him. I... Maybe? I mean... Oh, he's, he's from Connecticut. A lot of skinwalkers well, up was, in Connecticut. 
<laughs> he was born in Connecticut. I think this might be him. Let me see who she faced in the primary, unless she didn't. Uh, blah, 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 blah. 2008. What district was she? The second district? 2008, Wisconsin, 2nd District, Primary. Uh, sorry, this is not very entertaining podcasting unless we get crazy results that, like, it's a well-known guy. They don't talk about a primary. I think it was him. I think it was Peter Theron. What's that guy up to now? I th It looks like he ran against Mark Pokin uh, in 2020, so he's still trying. <laughs> Um, wait that district is i know this guy yeah. i mean like i don't i don't like know him know him well, he's uh, probably on the ballot for you yeah you know, this, i think this is the guy that like jade did a bunch of research into and he's like an absolute psychopath well yeah he's I getting mean, into people's he, cars yeah <laughs> like yeah i think like this is oh fuck he was he was running on like like ai caused the virus and shit like it, it was it was weird. He was saying some weird sci-fi shit. Okay, so this is he's a he's listed as a computer programmer, uh, PhD from UW Madison. Yeah, he was like a conspiracy theorist. I mean, but it looks like he was the official Republican nominee for yeah, yeah, he Zion was, District, yeah, right? absolutely. He, but he, yeah. I can't. He wasn't like constantly spraying just weird shit, but he did say some. Some absolute, like, crazy, indefensible, like, what the fuck is he talking about shit. Well, so, but here's the thing with, uh, what's it called? Mm -hmm. With the 2nd District of Wisconsin is Wisconsin is so fucking gerrymandered yes. that the 2nd District is the one that, yeah, like, Republicans they'll give never, up on. Yeah, they'll and group all that was of the whole the point of the into. Yeah, that was the whole point so of the gerrymandering. So he's literally a sacrificial lamb every single year. No, yeah, this is the guy Republicans wheel. Yeah, like the Republican primary for the second district only had like 18,000 votes total, like in the primary, because he was the only candidate, but also like there's just not that many in the district who care, you know, because they know where, where it's going, basically. But yeah, I'm, I think this is the guy. And I'll have to confirm, but... Pretty sure this is the guy that yeah was just hanging out, and you know it was twelve years ago, so I think he was younger then. But that's wild, man. Oh boy, um, mm, I, I'm on his Theron for Congress webpage right now, and he is just very, very much in support of the uh, Capitol protests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, this guy is a nut job. Wait, where does it say that on his website? Uh, and I don't, I don't mean it in the way that, like, you know, we've oh, kind God. of gone back and forth on, like, oh, we can't just call them crazy and stuff like that. This dude's actually crazy. Yeah. The Feast of the Epiphany for our Orthodox Christian brothers. Advent, Epiphany. Today in Washington, D.C., we wait for revelation at the Save America March. Uh, we ask for the sounds of the horns of Jericho at noon Eastern Standard. After the Tea Party movement got started, it had generated backlash from the left, a sign appeared. It does not matter what the sign says, the left will call it racist. Although many have claimed President Trump called for violence, no one quotes any such call from his speech. Yet they do. <laughs> uh, literally, like the, we need to be strong, we need to show our strength, we need to go support, and some of them we're not going to support. And Anyway, 
At this point, President Trump could recite Mary had a little lamb, and the left would denounce him and insist that everyone else join the denunciation. Ashley Babbitt was a mother. Say her name. Yeah, how can he be like, oh, you know, oh, people are saying that the Republicans are endorsing this violence, and then in the very next blog post, endorse one of the rioters who violently broke into the Capitol and unfortunately died. Like, I don't think anyone wanted people to fucking die in that situation, but yeah. not a hero, <laughs> not someone that needs to be universally praised. The rally she went to to peaceably assemble. She didn't get shot mm. on the lawn. She got shot right just at the entrance to Capitol Chambers. Like, as the Capitol, while looking through a window broken by others, this unarmed woman was gunned down. Jesus Christ. Looking through a window. From, That's casual. From which side of the window, Peter? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well... I, I feel like I've gotten my answer. I'm pretty sure this is the guy. I'm glad you weren't murdered. And I remember, I remember, yeah, like, uh, because we weren't in, or maybe, I don't know, I don't think we were in, we definitely weren't in Tammy Baldwin's district. And she was dominant, yeah. and the district was, like, completely gerrymandered so that uh, Democrats would always win it. But, yeah, that's fucking wild that... Because, yeah, I think both my mom and her my mom's friend were like, well, good luck against her. Like, you're not going to win. Sorry. <laughs> but. Wild. Speaking of wild, we got to do a clap sync and move on to the wacky wild post roll. We call it wild sometimes. It almost happened, Andrew. I almost got into NFTs. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. Why? Just when they hit peak, like, people hating them? Um. When it's gotten to the backlash. Yeah, like, NFTs now are just people finding tweets or shit or whatever they want and then, like, entering in a code that steals that content and makes it into an NFT that they can sell. So, an NSFW artist I follow was oh, going to sell some stuff. Oh, of course it was going here. Through an we just NFT. wanted to sell porn tokens. And I was kind of like, you know what? I'm at least going to look in to see what would be involved. And then the second, it, the video, like 30 seconds in when I got to, all right, so you got to install a proprietary virtual wallet into your browser in order to actually purchase any of the, and I'm out. I'm done. Tapped out. Not for me. And then that artist has since come out to say, hey, so turns out this is actually a huge pain in the ass to sell anything as an NFT. So, like, I'm just going to have people bid on this. Yeah. Hmm. So, Wait, so they don't, it's not even like commissions, like they just make something and then auction it is this artist style? Uh, It's not usually, but this practice is called like an adoptable OC, where they invent characters, draw characters, ascribe some kind of personality to them, and then people can bid on them, and then it's theirs. Oh, it's theirs. Yeah, like they own it. They have the 
to what they have the whatever creative license rights to it then but they can't draw anymore because they're not professional artists oh they, they could draw more of that character it, it's it's like but i don't if know if you were an artist wouldn't you just make your own character but if you want that one Because that's dumb. I don't know. So I think like, Freddie Freddie Wong tweeted something about NFTs that I I saw it. I'm like, yep, that's the thing. Uh, he said people that are that are really in love with NFTs think that they are going to be like the great thing for absolutely everything. When in reality, they're going to be good for like maybe a thing or two. Like people that are really in NFTs are like, this can be anything. NFTs can be fucking anything, and they'll turn anything into NFTs. And eventually the logic of like, oh yeah, these are just scarcity-controlled tokens that you can use as currency or for bartering and trading, and then it, it becomes something where it doesn't mean anything anymore. So, it's like, yeah, yeah I mean, this. I guess this is where it was going to go. <laughs> I think you're dropping the comparison because you, Andrew, are a supporter of the thing that he was comparing it to (laughs) (laughs) he was he was saying people who support nfts and are big into that are like i i'm into into one singular kind of nfts no he was comparing it to cbd at the time oh it's like like people yeah he's oh yeah you're right it was no that that (laughs) is why i liked it i I saw like yeah but you dropped it I, I completely you forgot. Do, yeah, you do kind of subscribe to yeah a lot of the things that CBD like kind of. But again, like that it's good CBD for. for me is again kind of like the NFTs where it's like this is good for a couple of things, whereas there's people that are really into CBD. Like I I will enjoy CBD. I'm not into. CBD. There's people that are into CBD and they use it for fucking everything and they think that it is the cure-all. Andrew, just now realizing that Freddie Wong tweet was about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm in this. I don't like it. Uh, you're fine, man. Alright, thank you all so much for checking out uh, the 237th episode of the Quarantine Cast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Links to that do I put those below usually? I don't know. Twitter, at V2 underscore podcast. This name on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, support us on Patreon if you would like. A lot of great tiers. Check out the Act Blue link to help out a collection of great causes. Follow me at Lucas Writer on Twitter. And most importantly, have a great day and best of luck out there. Goodbye.